0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, man, we got a <laughs> we got a different show for you this week. Just a little bit different. Okay, I got a new uh, mixing board, and I'm still getting used to it. And so Sorcerer Chromatic and I, we recorded the show, and I go to edit it, and his level is about like at a 10, and mine's like at a 2. So I had to go through the whole thing, and... Uh, change our levels first off because we're on the we're on a single track so if you ever hear me dropping off a little bit that's why number two his uh, his microphone kept ducking so like it, it dropped him like when he first started to speak and when he finished speaking so there's a little bit of that too and third and I started, uh, so, so I did that, like, on Wednesday. Like, I started, like, adjusting the levels on Wednesday. And then when I go to, um, what, how do I want to say it? When I go to edit the show, you know, for the final show, it's just not enough. So I had to, like, re-level it. And it was just, it was hard. It took me so long. Like, I'm going to be up so late today on Thursday. Y'all know I work nights and... Damn, it's just like it's like like it's already two p.m. on a Thursday, and I should be in bed. I should be in bed by like noon. But you know, I I got to get this done. I got to get this uh in And I still have to do my um my what do you call it? My 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 betting. So later on in the show, we talk about football. We talk about betting, and I'm gonna get in my bets right now. My uh, every. Every year, well, the last couple of years we've been doing like, you know, our, first we did our, our fake prop bets and then last year we did some real prop bets and I think I won one out of five this year. Um, I, did a, I did some more betting because like we could do it for real. Like last year I did it for real. This year I'm doing it for real. Um, Sorcerer Chromatic didn't have enough time to do any research. Um, and so I told him I was going to do it in the, the pre-show. And so here I am. I'm about to tell you what I already bet on. I I did it earlier, and now I'm going to tell you what my bets are. If you want to do it, cool. If not, um. So I listen to like two. I listen to three betting podcasts, and then I listen to a fourth, um, sports podcast, and they talk about betting, but they're not real betters. they're not pro betters. They're more like uh, uh, you know, they are um. They're amateur betters like me, but they've just been doing it for, for more years. So I kind of gleaned a little bit off them, plus my own, like, personal, like, what I think might happen. And so here we go. So these are the, the bets that I put in. So uh, let me see here. Um, so I put on, uh, I, I said, uh, Hassan Reddick from uh, the Eagles uh, to record a sack was minus 150. So I put, um, now these are like $5, $10 bets. Not a lot of bets, you know, not a lot of money. All I'm just telling you is I'm not recommending you to bet any of these. These are just my feelings. Because I saw Hassan Reddick just like tear up the fucking 49ers offensive line. And so I'm figuring he's going to get one. You know, Mahomes is great, but he's not elusive, 100% elusive. Especially with that, that gimp leg he's got. Um, so I put Hassan Reddick record a sack this one sack is minus one fifty I put five bucks to pay out uh eight thirty three um I put five dollars on the over for Miles Sanders's uh total rushing yards um that is uh what is the under uh over sixty point five sixty and a half yards so he just has to rush sixty one yards on the Super Bowl and I'll win um eight eighty two because it's minus one thirty one I put um, $5 on uh, Patrick Mahomes' total interceptions uh, uh, over like 0.5, I believe, right? And it's a plus 100. Yeah, 0.5 over. I think uh, Mahomes is going to throw an interception. Mahomes is going to be throwing a lot this game. Mahomes is going to be throwing a lot, and the Eagles are going to be running a lot. I think that Jalen Hurts is uh, his shoulder hurts. And I think uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, his best bet is to throw, especially to Kelsey, you know, and, uh, even, the to, to, uh, what's his name? Pacheco. I think he's, uh, Pacheco's going to run a lot. I think he might have the longest, longest rush. I just don't, I just don't know what that, that the longest rush is going to be. Um, oh, this is the fun bet. I put, uh, $5, oh, $5 to win. Oh, no. Uh, let me go back to, uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's plus 100. I put five, five dollars. Uh, to pay out um ten dollars and for the the coin toss is minus one oh one so I wagered five dollars to pay out uh nine ninety five um and like I told you Mahomes is gonna be throwing a lot so I bet the over on his passing yards at 299 two ninety five and a half. So as long as he gets uh, 296 yards passing, uh, that's at minus 117. I put $5 to pay 927. Um, Jalen Hurts passing total yards. He's also minus 117 for that. I I went on the under for his total passing yards. $5 to win 927. And Patrick Mahomes. Uh, oh, I already did that one. Uh, total interceptions. Uh, uh, Isaac Pacheco to score a touchdown. I think uh, he's going to get utilized a lot as far as in the running game on the Chiefs. I think he's going to have a touchdown in him. Um, he's at plus 250. I, I like the odds on that one. So I put five bu- or 10 bucks on him uh, to score a touchdown. Oh, scores touchdown and to rush over 48 and a half yards. Because I think he's going to rush a lot. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries over Alaire, And I think he's going to get at least 50, 49 yards and a touchdown. So that's plus 250. Uh, I put down $10 for that uh, to pay $35 because I just, I love parlays, man. <laughs> I love parlays. And then my ultimate bet, I already talked about it on the show. Um, so you'll hear it later on. But I put $10. Oh, no, I, I put $25 on the Chiefs. And the under uh, that pays, that's, uh, the odds are plus 291, and it pays out 97 point, or you know, 97.84 84 So I'm going for the Chiefs and the under. It's probably going to be the Eagles and the Over, just because I bet on the Chiefs and the under, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I had thought about,, you know, you know, I, I was looking for uh, Kelsey for MVP because I heard it was plus 1,000 odds. I was gonna put uh, five dollars on it, so if it was plus one thousand odds, and I put five thousand. uh put five dollars on it. I'm not gonna win five hundred or five thousand. I'd win fifty bucks. Um, so I'm gonna look for that. Still, I might still place one or two more bets. Um, for those of you out there who live in non-betting states, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> and and woman, what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, it's fun, you know, as long as you don't you know fuck yourself i I've, I've never placed anything more than like a $25 bet like i just told you my $25 bet right now and that was just because it was I, I wanted to get an early you really you you really you really want to get in early bets you really want to bet on football you really want to bet like the pros bet on sunday night when the odds first come out and so i got in early i i wanted 51 i didn't get 51 for the the, the over under I got 50. It's all right. I mean, it's, it, the, from what I hear, it, it, it's going to be super close to that. It's going to be like a 27, 24 game. Can, it can go either way. The, uh, the Eagles are favored by one and a half. Um, I do like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a better team, but Patrick Mahomes, it's Patrick Mahomes. He is, he is something else. He is a, a unicorn. He is an anomaly. So, but, you know, I, I put my money on that. I, I just put my money on the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to figure out how to win the game. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who the fuck cares? If I'm right, you know, I got my money sprinkled all over the game. So I'm gonna, I am gonna I know I'm going to win a couple. Uh, I'll come back uh, next week and let you know how I did over, you know, whether I go over or under. So All right, that's enough about me and my betting. Um don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Untapped. I will be going to the Strong Beer Festival on February 18th in Scottsdale, Arizona and I will report to you. Um I already made some plans to uh I'm going to have a voice recorder and I'll be talking to people there at the event and we'll see how it goes. It might it might sound great, it might sound like shit, who knows. <laughs> And all right, so without further ado, it's time for another cold brew. Coming at your pre recorder from cold brew studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer.
1: Yes, we are.
0: How you doing this week, man? Good.
1: Good, good to be back and I to share with you. Yep. Uh, scheduling. Um, we're back, we're good. I would have been bitter last
0: Oh, yeah. right. So, yeah, because of the loss.
1: Yeah. And of course, the week before I was uh, I <laughs> would have been uh, unbearable.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, you, you said you were. Uh, yep. You had a headache. You're probably drinking all all game. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I should have told you to to try to throw some water in there to maybe uh to tone down the headache afterwards because this happened to you before we've had to postpone and I meant to tell you I was like oh, shoot I should have told him beginning the game hey throw some water maybe Gatorade in between a beer or two but. Hey, you're having a good time. Well, who am I to tell you how to live?
1: Right. I don't,
0: yeah, I don't want anyone to tell me how to live, so why should I tell you? All oh, right, I
1: go. Anyway. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get to the beer then, shall we? Sure. All right, today I have in front of me from our good friends up at Revision Brewing Company. Oh, Revision. Not Reno, uh, Sparks. All right, here it says Sparks on the can. You can argue with me. Sparks. <laughs> you know, Sparks. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of like when people around here ask me where I'm from. Uh, sometimes I'll tell them San. Jose, I'll, I hardly ever say Santa Clara. I'll say San Jose. But if I know they know don't know the California that well, I'll say San Francisco because that's what people know. So you know, if you're from Sparks, you you don't tell people from out of town you're from Sparks. You just say Reno, right?
1: I, All right. Really? They don't understand they, with uh, the sharks and the coyote? Revolvers? I
0: you you know, you gotta read the room sometimes, you know, you gotta judge your audience. And sometimes yeah, you, they are just not in that scene. I see. Yeah. Uh, but hey, th- to be honest, I don't hang around with uh uh pe- those type of people too often. <laughs> hey, <laughs> speaking of which, have you seen that uh that new Netflix movie, You People? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. Maybe we talk about it uh, at the end of the show. I saw it today. All right, but let me get back to the beer. I have from Revision. <laughs> so, what? What? <laughs> so all your
1: friends
0: in cocaine except you. <laughs> Not of all of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. That was, Eddie was great in that movie. Uh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh,
1: I love your Show. <laughs> the <Okay>.
0: vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, save it, save it, save it. Um, from Revision Brewing Company. Yeah, where was I? Uh, I have a IPA by them um, called You're in Park. <laughs> yes, <parts. Sorry. laughs> Uh, Kitty has claws. That's the name of the beer. Uh, seven percent alcohol by volume an IBU rating of thirty. Uh, it says on the can we were lucky. To get our hop in, our hop rubbing hands on some strata, and the aroma blew us away—bright, fruity, and a hint of dank—and all out delicious and all out delicious. It's the cat's meow. Brewed and canned by Revision Brew Company, Sparks, Nevada. Hey, remember those uh those old like uh Miller Lite commercials or even Miller commercials where they'd be like, brewed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. A last minute or a plug if you will
0: yeah exactly they, they used to throw it there like nah, they don't do that no more because <laughs> well it could be brewed anywhere now, now where, where that is they, true. yeah where do they brew it now I know in, in California they have a big huge brewing plant like um, um, Miller does because you see those uh, fermentation or no the uh, hop si- or the grain silos with the light um, Miller light uh Brand on them is it like I want to say it's like Oxnard, right, somewhere around there.
1: You know, it's easy right now.
0: No, okay. Or uh, what's that other place? Uh Shoot, not Oxnard, but it's, it starts with a no. There's a. It's by a, um. I can't think of it. I'll have to. Th- I'll, I'll I'll come up with it later. What what, what do you got to drink this week?
1: Uh, I have from our friends. Iris and Walker, you know the, the parabolic. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you, Spanish uh, sorcerer. <laughs> huh. Oh shit! Should, so, um, should I say Spanish chromatic? There you go. <laughs> Spain chromatic. Spaniard.
1: <laughs> okay. So, reading it, alright, so it's um, it's from their vintage street and it's canned, it's a uh, 9.20% ADV, an IBU of 40, color of 100, wow, so yeah, our latest variant of Pravola comes in the form of our first ever canned vintage beer, it's aged one year in bourbon barrels, ingredients are vanilla, coconut, and sea salt. To create the first ever canned vintage beer, we aged a selection of Parabola for one year, a complement of Velvet Milk Stout Grape, and more approachable ABV of 9.2%. Finally, the beer was added vanilla beans, millabeams, the salt to its whole salted caramel style drinking experience. Parabolita has the Earth and richness of parabola, but with a picture master.
0: Right. So here we go. Like I said, it can. Right. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I was waiting for you to to pour. I was going to see if I could hear the pour in there. Um, right. and plus, I'm also trying to look up uh, where Miller is brewed. All right. Uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, it's Irwin. It's Ir- Irwindale. That's what it is. Uh, one of the Dales. Yeah, one of the Dales. Glendale, Irwindale. Um, it it was uh, actually they were about to close it down for a while in 2020. There, they they were, I saw this. Rep- I was just reading an article right now that it was. Uh, they were thinking about closing it down, but I think it's still running. Cause last time I was by there when we went to Firestone, when I went to Firestone Walker with Eddie, um, the, the place was still it looked like it was still jumping. Kitty ass claws. Um, this is a uh, hazy IPA. Uh, I didn't say on the can; it just says you know IPA. So, oh, there it is, right on the corner. I just fucking saw it on the can art. It says any style hazy IPA. Um, it it it's there's not a lot of when it comes to hazy IPAs, I've had bolder flavors, but it's nice. It's a subtle, it's a subtle um, uh, hop flavor. Um, it's got uh, some citrus notes to it. I don't get any of the. They said like a little bit of dank. I don't get any of the dank, but there are some like stone fruit and tropical fruit flavors to it. And but it's it's good. Um, it's a. It tastes like a... I, I would like to I would. I, I, I would like to try this in a, uh, a double IPA version. Cause I think the, the flavors would be a lot bolder and maybe that's what I was looking for. Um, it's so to me, it's a little bit of a disappointment, but I wouldn't say this is a disappointing beer. It's just, uh, I was expecting something a little bit different. I'm gonna have to get used to this, uh, um, how, uh, light it is. But so by the end, uh, maybe I'll get accustomed to it. So, um, yeah, that's how I stand on it right now. It's, different than what I expected so how's your Parabolita
1: yeah it's nice it's yeah, nice it's got big big bourbon aged uh, you know stout flavor at the same time it's got that sweetness uh, to it i mm-hmm. um, really I wanted to open up a little bit more it's, it's been in the fridge pretty much uh, I didn't pre-prep only because I do that sometimes and I do it too much and right away it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change. Yeah. So this one's going to go But I'm digging. I mean, you and I have had Parabola for years, and it's an awesome beer. You know that. But the fact that Parabola like, the fact that I put it on the show today,
0: this week. Very nice. All right, so you and I will rate our beers later on during our untapped portion of the show. Just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back but right now, it is time for some beer news. All right, so first story I have to bring up is a uh, is about the Super Bowl, and I sent you this uh, video. I sent a little group, uh, our little group chat, um, this video. Uh, well, this article is about the video. Uh, it was uh, a Budweiser commercial that's coming up in the upcoming Super Bowl. And they it's like a play on the uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And it was, I think it was just a little teaser video or a little teaser commercial. I think the actual vid- uh, commercial in the Super Bowl might be a little bit longer. And it's narrated by Kevin Bacon. And basically... My take on the on the commercial that I saw, the little snippet, the video, was that, um, you know, friends enjoy Budweiser, and the whole six degrees of separation coincide with the six beers in a six pack, and how you can share it with your friends, and so you guys are all all connected in somehow by sharing one six pack. Um, that's what I got from the the commercial. Is it, it? Am I off a little bit, or did you get something different?
1: You know, I. I, I didn't watch it that okay. much to uh, analyze But you know what annoyed me? When the guy had like one beer left and he's still walking around with the six-pack home. I
0: couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminded me of this party I went to back when I was in high school. And, you know, when you brought beer, you didn't really share it. You like brought it for yourself. And this one guy was walking around with the six-pack the whole party. And, you know, like later on in the party, you know, he had a five-pack and then a four-pack and then a 3 It kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to read the article from Mashed. It says, Budweiser is back once again with a thought-provoking Super Bowl commercial. For years, the industry giants have released ad spots with emotional messages, including the famed Stand By You ad that aired during the 2018 Super Bowl. The uh, one-minute... Video follows Budweiser factory workers as they quickly quickly substitute beer for water in alternative cans. At the end of the clip, it becomes apparent the company's mission was to donate water to city citizens affected by natural disasters in need of clean drinking water. Another way around the brand has tugged on the heartstrings of another way the brand has tugged on the heartstrings of viewers is with its iconic Clydesdale horses. Uh, As icons of the brand, the relevant symbols of integrity, perfection, and team spirit for all generations. They are important to the brand and our campaigns, read a previous statement from Heiser Bush. And icons they are, which is evident by Twitter, which can't get enough of the majestic horses. The Budweiser Clydesdales came to town. They were so beautiful, one user wrote, Upon meeting the horses in person, Uh, another Clydesdale fan is more into the commercial than than they are the game. I've decided I will be cheering for the Budweiser Clydesdale. the Super Bowl they wrote. Um, And this year, the brand's commercial is enlisting another icon, icon to help, Kevin Bacon. And don't worry, the horses will be present. Modeled after the 1994 game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. But is that really a 1994 game? I know it came out, you know, in the 90s. And I just thought it was like a... But it was pre-internet, so it was just like a word-of-mouth thing. Was it really a game? Do you remember that?
1: Um, Yeah, I, I know it became popular
0: around in the 90s. I thought it was late 90s. I didn't think it was that early, but what do I know? Yeah, and there was that one... Because uh, it came up. It spun off in that one movie, right? With Will Smith, Six Degrees, where the whole thing was, no matter who you are, you're always six... Uh, degrees away from somebody else in the world and and someone made the correlation with kevin bacon and all the movies he's been in um, every movie in hollywood every actor in hollywood is uh, at least six degrees away from kevin bacon or less and it was in the 90s i thought it was before that but i remember being in high school when when we were talking about that anyway um each person grabs a beer until the last one is offered to commercials viewer uh, the original inspiration was meant to show that no matter who the game kicks off with all roads will lead back to the footloose star in six individuals or less but anyway, I didn't see Kevin bacon in the commercial I heard his he did the voiceover but maybe he is in the 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 longer version maybe we just saw the teaser anyway so I thought that was cool and like yeah yeah go ahead but, but, see the thing is we're already talking
1: about it so there we
0: <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> that's probably why they put it out early so um you know uh drunkos like us could uh, talk about it and speaking of super bowl ads these uh, two companies are actually coming out with super bowl ads but they're going to be regional ads they're not going to be nationwide nationwide ads um there are you know regional spots in the super bowl um, they aren't expensive as the nationwide ones, and they aren't as uh, um, put in the key spots, but or uh, key um, times during the game. But there are some going to be some regional ads, and two of the beer uh, ads are going to be uh, Sam Adams and Dockfishhead. Uh, so uh, I'll read the article. I'll just read the Sam Adams because they talk about other things like um, Okios and uh, First Bank and. Or Oikos, I guess. Not, not <laughs> Oikos. Oikos, the, the yogurt brand. Sam Adams, Fish Head. And I already talked about Budweiser and working with cancer. Those are going to be some of the regional ones. But Sam Adams is making its return to the Super Bowl to celebrate the launch of a brighter, easier drinking take of its flagship beer, Boston Lager. What does that sound like to you? Just the idea of changing the... the the flagship beer.
1: Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna call it the uh, the fat the fat tire effect.
0: <laughs> right, that's what I thought of too. I'm like, oh shit, fat tire did that, or uh, New Belgium did that. Now Sam Adams is doing that. Uh, let me continue with the article. The character, your cousin from Boston, is back. As he puts a 12 pack on the counter, he imagines a world where people from Boston are actually nice, including a shocking hug from a Red Sox fan with a Yankee fan. You will be better than your cousin from Boston is, uh, is if it was played by Bill Burr. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, that's such a great fucking Saturday Night Live bit. Um, I'll continue with the you, article. Uh, yeah, go
1: ahead.
0: Saturday
1: Night Live bit? Which one was that?
0: The one where uh, Bill Burr um, went to a grocery store with his son, and they were they were they were shopping, and then uh, Sam Adams was doing a uh, um, a commercial or like a uh, kind of like a customer survey and having him drink, and he sat down Uh, and started. Testimonials. Uh. Uh, Yeah, the testimonials, and he started getting drunk because he had like six of them. I gotta, I gotta go with it. I haven't seen it. Oh, shit. Um, oh, but there's that one scene in the aisle where, like, he's all, put that back. We're not getting that. And his son, like, stood up to him. He's like, oh, so is today the day? <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. You, you know, Mentioned that too. And I don't know. Did you ever see uh, Saturday Night Live with, uh, with Casey Affleck?
0: No, I haven't seen. I, I don't think I've seen that one. I, I may have seen like maybe like one or two skits from it, but I've never seen the whole episode.
1: Oh. Yeah, he has a skit where he's a, like an obnoxious Boston guy. Oh,
0: it <laughs> makes sense. Like over the
1: Yeah. Like it's bold in like, he, it's for Dunkin' Donuts too. Like, oh, I, I,
0: I have <laughs> seen it. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a. a like a pre produced, it wasn't like a live sketch, right?
1: Right, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> he said he could say it with his hand, i there with a the cigarette, but I'm not smoking it you know? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. Uh-oh>, shit. <laughs> and then he covers out the box. You <laughs> see that? It says nuts.
0: Anyway, well, this is this is the opposite. They're they're showing everything the opposite of what you and I are talking about from those Saturday Night Live bits. <laughs> Everyone's nice to each other. Um, it will be even more impressive if, if they did like a Philly one.
1: Oh geez,
0: I, I'm just thinking of the um, you know Philly sports fans. When when their team is up, they're the most obnoxious, obnoxious and when their team is down, they are the hardest people to be around. <laughs> but they're, they're not obnoxious, they're, so, uh, they're just, uh, they complain the whole time. Uh, let me... Lieutenant.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone always brings that up. Why, why do you got to bring a bullshit? Uh, exactly. Uh, see, from a cheerful parking spot exchange to sports rivals embracing, it's a bizarro world for the cousin. Featuring celebrity cameos from Boston icons, including comedian Lenny Clark and retired Boston Celtics star Kevin Garnett. The spot authentically ties Sam Adams back to its roots. The spot will run in Boston, Cincinnati, New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Phoenix. Oh, hey, Phoenix! I'll get to see it. That's awesome. Right, very good. Yeah, but it's still, it's going to be around here. But I, I don't know. I watch it on YouTube TV. I wonder if we get regional or if they just do national ones. I don't know. Um, Because YouTube TV, if like, uh, a, a, sometimes when they show ads, Like, all of a sudden, it'll go to, like, your moment of zen, and they'll show, like, you know, some, they'll show, like, a a picturesque, like, mountainside, you know, and, or, you know, the Grand Canyon, or, you know, a couple bears just, you know, foraging through the woods or something like that, you know, something peaceful, or, like, a sweeping shot of the Alps. He was like, here's your moment of zen, and then they'll go back to another commercial, so I think they, they hide regional spots on YouTube TV, but. That's just my guess. I don't know that for sure. All right, let me move on to the Dogfish Head uh, article or part of the article. Uh, one of the leading craft breweries in the nation is breaking into the big game with one of the year's smallest ad buys. Uh, so you know we're not going to see. <laughs> uh, you know, what, but hold on. I'll finish that thought after I uh, the article. Uh, Airing exclusively in Dogfish home turf of Del Marva Delo, um, Del Marva. Uh, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area, a subset of the Salisbury designated market area, which is ranked 137 out of 210. The brewery's 32nd spot will cost just $7,000. That's not a lot. Dogfish Head uh, has more money than that. Um, the ad pokes fun at big game, marketing hoopla, highlighting a jiggling electronic football game. Oh, yeah, one of those uh, buzz, one of those buzz games. Uh, featuring the brewery's founder and Sam Brewer, Sam Caligione. Hey, I actually, I think I pronounced that correctly this time. I just just call him Sam C, so I won't mispronounce it. Uh, The commercial pays homage to his use of Tudor Games' iconic electronic football game to invent the brewing method of continual hopping. While the brewery takes its beer seriously, it doesn't take itself nearly as seriously, the ad states. To complement its spot, and sponsorship of electric football world championships, Dogfish Head will launch a custom beer themed edition of Tudor Games's electronic football game for sale through the brewery. So, the uh, thought I wanted to continue after uh, both of these, even if you can't watch it during the game, if you if you're not in those regions where it's going to be aired, you could probably find it on YouTube. I mean, you kind of mentioned it, and I told you I sent you the. Kevin Bacon spot before we even aired this, and the Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. So any of these could probably be found on on YouTube already, right? Okay. When did this like, uh, like I sent you that you that article from the LA Times in 2015? How brands are already putting the videos out before uh, the videos of their commercials before even airing them on live TV. Um so that 2015, that's what, like seven years ago? Eight, eight oh, years ago? Um I don't know. Is I guess they a lot of money gets put into marketing. So I'm guessing they know what they're doing. Um do you find it uh do you find it it's like uh off putting or, or not off putting? I guess do you would you rather be surprised and or would you rather know about it before? Or do you even, even fucking care? Who cares? Just play the
1: game. Um, I'm kind of, like, in that in that vein of uh, who cares? Just, you know, uh, I'll take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. But that's also because uh, I believe, dude, like, I'm in the majority where I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not on YouTube the night before the Super Bowl looking for what commercials are going to be coming up, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, and sometimes it's, like, a week before.
1: Right. So, like, I want that, uh, I guess, that like communal experience where, like, the majority of us are all going to see it at the same time.
0: hmm Yeah. I totally agree. And,
1: and if it takes off and it becomes a thing, then, like, we all, we all learned that at the same time, you know?
0: Right. Right.
1: All right. So and then, yeah, I mean, the smart thing is, the smart thing is, though, too, is to legit have... The spot, you know, the boy to watch the whole thing and yeah, even an extended version. Or if it's gonna be like uh uh what's that called? Like a little campaign, like mm-hmm. they'll have other variants.
0: Yeah. yeah. I remember when they used to try to get you to go to their uh like like to see more or to see the the unedited version or whatever, just go to you know blah blah blah.com
1: exactly or even like uh that one commercial that was just the QR code.
0: Oh, yeah, that t- and <laughs> that killed the fucking site cuz everyone rushed it and it, the site went down. Exactly. Yeah, that was that was that was actually good. That was a great idea. They got the traffic they wanted. But oh, they got more than what they wanted. <laughs> All right, I got one more and uh I kind of like this one. Um this is from Gear Patrol. The headline reads this new beer collab aims to bridge craft beer's racial divide. The subheadline is Allagash. Wow. Yeah, Alagash and Crowns Crowns and Hops
1: i going Going to make a bad reference going <laughs> the
0: <laughs> Oh the Alagash <laughs> uh, and Crowns and Hops are bringing awareness to Black-owned breweries. Uh, The craft beer industry, like many other corners of the alcoholic beverages market, has long been dominated by white men. But minority-owned breweries are also out there fighting for recognition in a crowded market. And a bi-coastal collaboration between a pair of acclaimed craft beer brands is looking to create more opportunities for those breweries. Maine-based Allagash Brewing Company has teamed up with Black-owned Crowns and Hops Brewing Company out of Southern California, to create a new beer that combines this. This is a, a wild beer too. Check this out, a wild beer that combines the best of both breweries. So, let's see here, uh, Curate. That's the name of the beer. C U R dash eight is a hybrid between a pilsner. Get this and a barrel-aged tripel. Specifically. It's a marriage between the crispness of Crowns and Hops' eight trail pills and the bourbon inspired flavors of Allegash's Cureau. Is it am I, am I pronouncing that right? C U R I E U X Cureau. Is that it? How you
1: pronounce
0: yeah, it? okay. Uh, let me see here. It's technically okay. a yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, like I you know. Yes, you <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah, six is good. <laughs> uh, it's technically, wow. uh, technically a pilsner and a bourbon barrel-aged tripel ale, but really it tastes like a vanilla-infused pilsner in the best way possible, combining Allegash's Kuro with Crowns and Hops's hops, uh, Crowns and Hops Eight Trill pills. It's a twenty-eighty blend that the dynamic duo got just right. It's crisp like a pils. But hits with every slight vanilla and oak hints that develop, that evaluate, uh, elevate, 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 but not overpower the lager base. So yeah, it's that's pretty wild. Uh, I don't know how far out it's gonna uh, be distributed, but if they brew it at if they brew it at Allegash, then I could see a wide distribution. If they brew it at Crown of Hops, uh good luck because they're they're they can't handle a nationwide
1: distribution. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know how, seriously, I, I don't know how, how gets nationwide distribution. think about it. Not that they're not worthy of it, just yeah. like, it's all, I wonder if they have some, some
0: partners. There? Right. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, Anyway, it's a uh, six percent uh, alcohol by volume, and it's sold in four ounce cans. And I'm kind of hoping uh, um, we see Teo and Benny over at uh, at Firestone Walker. I don't know they're they're kind of they're a lot more busy these days than they were what like four years ago when we first met them. Um, but you know, good to them, uh, good for them. I hope uh, hope they keep doing well. I keep seeing them pop up in this. Uh, Type of exposure can only help that brand and hopefully, uh, you know, help other minority breweries, not just black owned breweries, but like women owned breweries and LGBTQ owned breweries and all the, you know, Mexican owned, Mexican American owned breweries, you know, all the, all the, all the races and colors and genders and, you know, whatnot. I apologize if you're part of that whatnot, but I, it's kind of hard to include everybody these days. All right,
1: man.
0: right i want to you know if if i you know <laughs> i was just i had a thought right now like but instead of trying to not offend anyone if i offend everyone equally uh, that'd be a lot easier right
1: it's true take a
0: little effort <laughs> all right anyway um all right enough of my uh poor humor uh, you know what time or uh, you know what time it is it's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we proceed proceed to give
1: you what you you need. Let me ask you this. Hmm. How many black owned breweries are you familiar with? Ooh. All
0: right. So the, I, to be honest, uh, I can only name you two. That'd be Crowns and Hops, um, in I think it's in Encino, if, if memory serves, or Inglewood. I think it's Inglewood, um, and Weathered Souls, out of uh, I think San Antonio, Texas. And I remember talking about a beer news story about a female black owned brewery in, or woman owned black woman owned brewery in Harlem. Uh, but those are the only uh, I can't tell you the name. I apologize about that, but. Those are the only three black owned breweries that I that come to mind. Why do you ask?
1: Well, oh, um and you forget Brooklyn Brewery? Boy Garrett? Oh shit, yeah. I totally forgot. Well, I have a list of twelve of the best black owned elite craft breweries in England.
0: Ooh, let's see if Crown the House made it.
1: Alright. Well, it is numbered. It doesn't say if it's numbered or just their number but they have 12 but number one is Weathered Souls out of San Antonio, Texas
0: oh yeah they were very responsible for that Black is Beautiful um, campaign years ago
1: uh, number two out of uh, New Haven, Connecticut Rhythm Brewing Company
0: oh nice I like the name
1: from Rocky uh, Mount North Carolina Spaceway
0: spaceway huh hmm it's pretty I, I never heard of it. I, I kind of like the name I wonder what they do out there but North Carolina that's a really good beer state
1: right back. um the so number four mm-hmm. coming from the home of I mean White House, Asian fire group Company.
0: oh nice where, where are they out of you you cut out real quick huh New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The Big Easy. Oh, the Big Easy. The place of Tommy <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: yes. Oh my God. I'm sorry, man. You, you you cut out a little bit, and I was trying to I was trying to put <laughs> I was trying to pick up what you put down. <laughs> now you totally made me go off on another tangent, dude. Fucking Tommy, dude.
1: <laughs> did, hey, when you, uh, when you
0: met them, did you shake their hands?
1: I did. Oh, nice! I did that. I, I wanted to take a picture with them. Yeah, I know. the the couple of guys before me like took pictures with them, and I don't want to bug a picture.
0: Yeah, but oh, so they were probably there visiting Tommy's family then, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get. But that makes sense. I mean, there's a um, a big uh, black population down in uh, New Orleans.
1: Yes. Um. Number five, from Brooklyn, New York. Bellevue Biscuits. In-
0: uh, nice.
1: Um, Six, Washington, D.C. Sankofa. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Sankofa.
1: Yeah. Sankofa is a word from the Ashanti people of, of Ghana. It means to go back.
0: And get. Oh yeah, we got to go back and get some beer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, number seven from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Conso Brewing. K H O N S O. Okay. All right. Number eight from Saint Petersburg, Florida. In I so- it
0: does. It, yeah, it does. Maybe we talked about it before on the show, on a news story. Uh,
1: number 10, out of Hackensack, New Jersey. Hackensack Brewing. Hey, that works.
0: <laughs> I hope they last, man. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. Sometimes those uh, breweries named after the city you you open in, they, they don't do so hot. Sometimes. <laughs>
1: Eleven out of Waldorf, Maryland. I think it's potent Brewing Company, but it's it's spelled T A U X T.
0: Oh wow, that's a weird name or a weird spelling, anyway.
1: Right. And number twelve from Orange, New Jersey, Voice
0: Oh, okay. That's a easier name to say. <laughs>
1: And this article actually does uh, shout out Garrett Oliver too.
0: Uh, uh, oh, from uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Brooklyn. All right. Well, that's this week's uh, list story.
0: Ah, no crowns and hops. I guess not. Our buddy, our buddies Benny and uh, um, tail Maybe next year they make the list. Yes. Yeah. This is. They probably wrote it pre-Allegash. How's your beer treating you?
1: Good man uh, Like we said Like I Like I said I was gonna do it It, it opened up A little bit Really Really rich uh, Beer Both with the, uh, the, and the The And the 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 chocolate is uh, Really nice I mean
0: I, I fucking love Parabola So I can only Guess Parabolita Is not too far behind
1: It's uh, You know it, It's a Lower 80s and um, I mean, these and barrel-aged beers—they're they're evident. That that's part of the flavor of it. And they take that out, and, and you know, this the sweetness of the uh, extra flavor through that much more. Yeah,
0: I get that. All right, so we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. Um, just search for us on Untapped Cold Brew Podcast. You know, I, I make fun of of. <laughs> that one brewery spelling their name, and our name's not that really hard or not that easy to spell, too, unless you, you're a, um, a regular listener. C O L D B R U E. And so I am going to look up uh Olita. And there it is Parabolita. Uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? Um, I gotta give this one a
1: 425.
0: Oh, very nice. It has the overall rating right now, 4.12. So you're right there. Oh, you know what? And I, I said it last year, and I said I was gonna join um, the insiders, or what do they call this? Untapped insiders, is that what it's called? Um, I gotta join. I gotta hurry up and join, so we could do a 4.1 and 4. You could do. You could have done like a 4.3 if you wanted. <laughs> um, so check in, 4.25. What would you like to rate this beer at? I mean, uh, what would you like to say about this? More sweet and
1: division
0: save and check in. Uh this kitty has claws by revision. Um it grew on me. I liked it. I mean, I guess in the beginning I was expecting a, a bigger fruit punch to it, not like fruit punch as in, you know, the flavor the Capri Sun flavor <laughs> fruit punch, but just a more of a, a flavor kick. Um But it was nice and subtle, not too overpowering. And by the end of the beer, it warmed up a little bit, and I guess the flavor became more evident. And so it made up for the lack of punch, but it was still um, flavorful. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to also give this one a 425. As far as hazies go, this one's really good. Easy drinking, uh, 7.0. It's on the higher end of a single IPA. Maybe on the lower end of a double IPA? It all depends. I mean, I, I don't think they really have like a cutoff, do they? Do you, do you know if they have a cutoff? I don't. For, for what? As far as like between single and double IPAs.
1: No, I don't know where that line is. Yeah. It seems like you can
0: go as high as like 7.5 and 8, or you can go as low for a double IPA as 7 or 7.5. I guess it all depends. Um, it has an overall rating right now of 4.02. I'm going to give it a 4.25. So let me slide that over. And I'm going to say it is fruity. I, I didn't get any dank whatsoever, man. I didn't get any dank. These people know what dank Um, fruity and sweet and smooth. Hey, we, we both had smooth beers. And checked in. close those alright so there's a couple things I want to talk about um, let's <laughs> let's talk real quick about you people uh, for those of you who haven't seen it you know I apologize uh, maybe fast forward through this part we're not going to talk about it too long but it's uh, the new movie uh, Jonah Hill I- I'll just name out the-, the stars Jonah Hill is the big star uh, Eddie Murphy of course um, Nia Long um, I could have used a l- real promos in it I could use a little bit more of her uh, David Duchovny, and... Who am I missing? Mike Epps. Mike Epps was in it. But basically, it's about Jack... Uh, Wait, hold on.
1: Yeah. Lo- Lauren London.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Lauren London, yeah.
1: And uh, and Julia Louis-Drakes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I forget, right? She's She is yeah. really good in that. She is really fucking good. And so... It follows the story of I was about to say Jack Black, but Jonah Hill. Um, he's a white Jewish guy, and he um, meets uh, Lauren London. Uh, she's a black Muslim, and they kind of meet uh, on accident because he gets in her car because. Wait, wait. Yeah.
1: Is she Muslim or is her dad Muslim?
0: Uh, she's not. You know, she's not as devout as his dad is. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, uh, you know. Because, um, I mean, evil, because, you, know, you know, that's, I guess, an, an aspect. Yeah, because I guess her dad and her brother practice, so I'd imagine she would, but yeah. I don't know. She, 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 that, that whole point kind of uh, missed on her, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or was missed. That's a good point, because they showed, they show Jonah Hill, like, in synagogue, but they don't show her doing any um Muslim praying or, you know, in a, do Muslim meet in a temple, right? I forget, but they don't. They don't show. Uh-huh. They don't show her uh, practicing um, her faith. Um, but anyway, they, they kind of meet um, on accident because he gets in uh, her car thinking it's his Uber, and then they hit it off, and then it's and then from then it's kind of like a meet the parents, where they have to meet each other's parents, and um, you know comedy and also some you know a lot of. Uh, a lot of social, uh, political, um, issues, right? Come up in the, in the show. So it, it, it is a little bit awkward, uh, between the comedy, right. between the comedy bits. But, uh, I got to say, man, do, yeah. yeah, go yeah. ahead.
1: I, that was all done really well. With. I mean, as well as you can do it.
0: Yeah. I thought so too. And the two, um, on, on both sides. Uh, so, um, um, uh, Alora London plays Amira Muhammad and her father is Eddie Murphy and Jake I uh, keep on why do I keep calling him Jake um, Jonah Hill plays Ezra Cohen and his mom is played by Louis, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy and Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus are basically the they, they both played their parts so fucking well in this movie, and if if they don't nail their parts, it doesn't work. I, I, I got to say, both of them were just spectacular in what they had to do in this movie. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel?
1: <laughs> I like when Duttoni was on the piano. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, um, Jonah and, and Julia are in the kitchen because... Uh, um, he had to get her out of the living room because uh, he was meeting they were meeting her uh, his girlfriend for the first time and he's like then they had a scene in the kitchen which was hilarious by itself. And then you get back to the living room and the company's on the piano playing. What song was that? I forgot what song that was. Oh, is
1: it little John?
0: It might have been, yeah. It was a rap song, but he, he put it to piano. <laughs> right. It's so great. I am not gonna spoil the movie, but it was it was a good time. I thought for a Netflix movie, I thought this was one of the the net one of the better Netflix comedies. Definitely,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, so we uh we encourage you to go see it.
1: No, it, uh the only reason I, I knew about it was because uh, I listened to the Andrew Schultz segment uh, podcast yeah. and he was talking about it. But, you know need needed some time off to do a movie, and then he goes, "I hope I don't get cut." I hope I don't get cut. goes, <laughs> "I thought we have a good part." And uh, even what I read before, Mike, yeah, I, like
0: <laughs> I do like uh, the fact that um, Jonah Hill's character uh, is a broker, but he also does a podcast. That's like, it. and I'm like, "Oh, I totally fucking get this." I was all looking at their equipment and everything.
1: Yeah, and then um, last week uh, both had uh, the 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 partner of the podcast on. Oh the yeah, black lady.
0: yeah Mo. That's the character's <laughs> name is Mo. I don't know the actor's name.
1: Well, she's a the comedian and the comedian name is, is Sam J.
0: Okay. okay.
1: They were talking about it. they both said they had a lot of fun uh, doing that movie.
0: Yeah, it was, and you could tell, everyone had a everyone is so good in that, <laughs> even Mike Epps, I didn't know Mike Epps was in it, and then he comes in, I'm like, oh, and he's fucking, he's throwing a hundred, every scene, every scene he's in, he's great, <laughs> the toast, yeah,
1: all the- he was like, yeah, he was like the early picture, that he came in, and he just like, just like, mowing it down, you know,
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was so great, oh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was fun times, fun times, um, Oh, so uh, yeah. Kind of wanted to get to the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, how do you feel about the Super Bowl? I know we're disappointed. Our, our guys didn't make it. They kind of shit the bed their last game. Um, you know, you could. I, I kind of talked about the last ep- uh, our last episode the way I felt. Um, I said that uh, I think that the uh, the team was playing so great, and they to play so poorly was very disappointing. Uh, I know. Brock Purdy's injury didn't help, and neither did the the penalties that uh, the defense committed. Like throughout the whole game, not just the you know, but the first half, they really really uh, hurt him. Um, I, I don't want to blame the refs, but they were very. Uh, they didn't allow a, a lot of shit to go that sometimes they normally would, um, but it wasn't that wasn't the reason they the the Niners lost the game because of the refs. How did you feel about the game? Your your overall assessment?
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty going down was was pretty big. I mean, it, it was big. I mean, as soon as that happened, I'm like, "There's no way." And yeah. Josh Johnson gets the ball wrong. I mean, uh, this whole what what can go on can go wrong is it, going wrong. Right? Yeah. So uh, those came off. Um, what you and then, you know, and then that that just leads to to everything. Just, you know, the defense being on the field way too long. And, and yeah, but that's why, you know, he was able to get the game uh, out of hand towards the end. You know, it was, it it, it could have been 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. But then, you know, the quality of, the quality of errors, you know, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And. You know every every team has got a bad game. The Niners had three bad games this year that I would call them bad games. You know the first two and then the last one. They they bookend their season with bad games and everything else in between. You know was great the fucking the streak they were on and everything and it's just unfortunate. But let's uh, you know I'm gonna put that behind us just like the uh, the no call on the uh, the incomplete. Um, Let's move on to the uh, the Super Bowl. Chiefs-Eagles, what, what do you see? What are you looking at? What do you like? What, what don't
1: you like? You know, it, it's hard to... You know, it's... It's hard for me to really pick one mm-hmm. just because uh, betting-wise, the Eagles are the slight favorite. Yeah. But, I mean, defense-wise and defense wise uh, I... You know, Mahomes is like, you know, he... If you're if you're building a family football team, you'd pick him over uh, over Hurts, you know. Yeah. He just that. Now, now, granted, I mean, uh, Philly's got a great defense and um, what do you call them? Um,
0: great receivers.
1: Yeah, great receiver. Well, yeah, I mean, Philly's got a stacked team. I mean, they're in the number one seed. some call out their schedule, but you know, they they're still they still earn the number one seed. They still earn their their birth it's it just hard but I think uh, back uh, back on the beach um after uh, a few after a few misfires I guess uh, like like last year and uh, well they lost the Super Bowl the year before I think, I really just think Mahomes and, and uh in Reed are great you know what I mean
0: yeah And I agree with you. That's why I put um, I put twenty bucks on the Chiefs and the Chiefs money line and the under. Under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I had to do a parlay, and I I just think that the teams play so conservatively in the in Super Bowls these days. I'm betting on the under. I had I got the under at fifty. I heard it was at fifty one at one point. I I would rather have fifty one, but. yeah, so I had the cheese money line and the under. I think it's like plus 278 or something like that. So, you know, not bad. I, I no, it's more than that cuz I think the payout's like I put 20 to win like 70 or something like that. Seven sixty eight, seventy. 68, 70. Yeah, so it's a I think it's plus plus 325 somewhere around there. So, yeah, um and I'm going to do some prop bets. I'm going to do uh, um if our listeners are listening to this right now, I did it in the uh the pregame or the uh, the pre part of the show, I'm gonna put my prop bets in there just to see see how I do. Um, we didn't you and I didn't have enough time to research and do some prop bets right now, so I didn't. That's why I didn't bring it up. Because I, even I haven't done any research. What uh, which prop bets I wanted. But uh, if you want any uh, if you want any money on the game, man, let me know. Just sell me the money, and I'll, I'll throw some money on the game for you. If you want a little action.
1: Can I do
0: it after? <laughs> oh, I would have done this. <laughs> I think this guy would have scored a touchdown anytime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can still get the odds, maybe. All right, man. Uh, anything else you'd like to bring up in this episode? Uh, no. Nah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sir, Sir Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach.
1: What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but everyone.